Country and Cocaine's. I'm Logan Tenier with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, and Stitcher. Check out the website countryandcoldcans.com. Uh, from now until December 15th, we have 20% off site-wide on all merch, so be sure to take advantage of that on countryandcoldcans.com slash shop. All right, fellas. How are y'all? Kyle's sick, I know. Andy's mm-hmm. tired. Definitely <laughs> ill. I'm dying slowly. Andy? I'm being. Moy being. Well, we just, just being. Just being. <laughs> well, we've got some um, some new news on the, the country music front, mainstream country, all that stuff. Uh, Parker McCollum released a new song that we're going to talk about today on the rundown, uh, Stoned. We we had heard a, a uh, version of this uh, on YouTube a while back. One, a live performance and one of like when he wrote it just uh initially and recorded like a rough demo and uh somebody that knew him had posted it but that was kind of an interesting thing so i guess we'll start with that one because he's he's gearing up to release a new album is what apparently what it it looks like because he's released um handle on you that we talked about a few episodes back and then now he's back with stoned um and these two, I'm like I said, I'm assuming it's going towards a new album. So he said he's got an album next year, allegedly. Yeah, I mean, allegedly. Andy says Andy doesn't trust before. Parker. Yeah, Andy doesn't trust Parker with that. But here's a a little taste of Stoned by Parker McCollum. All right, so just a little background on what um, I'm thinking this song is kind of getting at, too, because like, it's not like this song is going to be super complicated to understand, but Parker has said in many interviews recently that there was a time like when there was like him and his wife had, uh, before they got married, like they had broken up, and he was living in Austin, Texas, and he was kind of just, he said that he was doing everything that you think that somebody who's out being a touring musician should be doing in the, in the partying department, and that uh, he probably overindulged on some things and he, he said he kind of needed to get, you know, some of that, some of his life back on track is kind of the way he phrased it. I think I want to say it was on the, was it Theo Vaughn's podcast or something that I was listening to, but he was saying that since then, you know, things have, he, he he's kind of straightened up a little more, gotten married, says that he's learned that it's actually cool to try. But this song was written kind of like back then. Um, he's living in Nashville now, back when he was living in Austin. And um, so, like, what are, what are y'all's initial thoughts on the second song we, we hear from what's we're presuming to be the upcoming album? I like it. I like everything we have. There just needs to be more words. There's one chorus, a verse, and a bridge. There's just not enough words, in my opinion. Everything's fine need a little bit more of it yeah i'm I'm kind of with you on that i like the song um i especially like the chorus um I, I appreciate the line about you know him saying that he doesn't think the whole world will ever understand his heart i, I appreciate what he's getting at with all that i do think that like you said 
it seems a little bit like they're like it, it's maybe lacking a little bit of teeth as to getting as to why he's staying stoned, why things are not working out for him. But overall, it's still a good song. Um, I, I still it's been one that I've been playing on repeat since it, it released. I think that, you know, the positives about it, it, it does what Parker does well, you know, that kind of like sad country, but like with a modern flair that uh, has that element of longing in his vocal, which he does pretty well. What about you, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, I agree with Andy. It's not a lot to it. Um, it's, it's just a look. It's a generic Parker song. I, I like it. I don't love it. Right. Um, it's not going to be young man's blues for you. No, that's right. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, it's not a lot to it. He cries a lot. I mean, <laughs> cries when it's raining and yeah, cries it's when it's thing, dark. It's kind of the main thing I took away from the song is he cries a lot, which I guess if that's your thing, you know, that's good. It's good to let your emotions just out. Just to get I've been it told. out. You know, yeah, just get it out. That's what, I, that's what I've been told is good for you. So um, I'm going to take your word for it, I guess. Not your word, but people who say that. <laughs> um, I like his attempt at a sad song, fairly sad song. Um, we're not we're not sad in the right word. It's kind of a sad song. I mean, he's saying that things are so fucked up yeah. that he's getting high all the time. This guy cries a lot. He must be happy. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if sad was the right word. I was trying to look for a more SAT word, but sad works. Um, hey, we yeah, don't, don't have school words on this podcast. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's more of the same. I think it's fine. I like it. I love it. It's over half chorus. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it opens with the chorus. Um, it's one of those songs that one. it opens with the chorus, then it's a verse, then a chorus. I mean, it's like, like I said, I, I think the verses were good, but there's only, you know, they, only they maybe were. The internet says that it's a verse and a bridge. There's not even two verses. Yeah. But I mean, either way, I think that maybe it, it's lacking a little bit, um, but it's still, I like the song. I, agree. I think it's lacking, but what it's lacking is is more words. What is what is it, there? Not, it's lacking? not just it's not just lacking more words because I guess I, the way I would phrase it is it's not the words. It's lacking more story. Yeah, what, what is there is perfectly fine. It just needs to be yeah. added to it. It that's, just I guess well, what, we don't need to add words just to add words. It's more about adding yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. But but it's what's there is perfectly fine in my opinion. They're just yeah. Oh, agree. More. Agree. I have no, uh, no issues with what's there. Just we need some more of it. Yeah. Words, man. Words. Words. <laughs> but no, like so far, I've liked both the songs that he's released. I think I probably lean a little bit more towards Handle on You um, than I do this one. But I, I, I have played both uh, um, a lot since they've been released. I'm looking forward to the new album. I'm sure that when that comes out, we'll, we'll be covering it. Uh, but that's Stoned by Parker McCollum. All right, next up, uh, another Texan, Grace Tyler, has released a new song that I, I saw in my release radar, and I was like, this is one that is kind of fits in with stuff that we have been talking about, things that uh, later on on this show we will be talking about. But um, a song called Took the Fall. Uh, we'll be to play a little clip of it, and then we'll be right back. She got them game day seats, section 
fall. So took the fall, Grace Tyler. So with this song in particular, it's like we talked about a minute ago how this is something that we will be talking about on this episode, and we've talked about it in the recent past with like the Megan Maroney song, Tennessee Orange. It's like the the recent trend we've seen, which I'm here for this trend overall I, because I love two things. I love, I love country music and I love college football, and these are tying these kind of themes together here recently. Like we've seen it with Megan Maroney's song. We've seen it with this song by Grace Tyler, uh, Connor Smith's Orange and White. And then, you know, Morgan Wallen has a new song out that's kind of doing the same thing. But this took an opposite approach to what a lot of these uh, songs of mixing the two. This is more of a, a, a post-relationship song involving college football. Talking about how much, you know, you, lo- you love college football season. Ain't nothing better than, co- than football and beer. But I love the the uh, double entendre of the the hook of the chorus, Took the Fall. Whereas like normally when you think of somebody taking the fall, like they're the one taking the blame for it. But in reality, this girl who's replaced her as the girlfriend has taken the fall, taken her uh, uh, what I'm assuming to be the uh, boyfriend's second seat at whatever college football team they spend Saturdays at. Um, I, I also sonically I like for I like songs that sound like this where it it, it has a, it, it's more of a modern sound in country music. And I wouldn't want an entire record of this but i like a, a song or uh, or two like this on a record from some of these more contemporary artists i don't know what it is just that kind of uh driving melody it gets a little rhythmic in the verses but uh, but this is right on my alley um you know a sad song about college football and, and relationships not working out uh what, what were y'all's thoughts um well not much to add uh after what you said um it's not what I thought this song was going to be about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, cause I didn't even bother to look at the album art. I guess that was my fault, but, um, I think it's like a little as Andy is. He likes to turn a phrase. Um, I, she has a great voice. Um, kind of reminds me of, I think it's a Jenna Kramer song. Uh, she got the boy or whatever. Uh, I got yeah, the yeah. boy and she got the man or whatever. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that song. Except, you know, this girl, she's not really upset about it. I don't think she's upset about it, but. No, it's like in the song. I even kind of appreciate the the part of it where I get into the hook where it says, um, I wish I could say I hate her, but yeah. you know, it, it ain't her fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think it's about college football? Or do you think it's about, Oh, 100% college football. Because okay. she talked about Saturdays. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. She did, yeah. 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 She looks like she's at a high school stadium in that album art. Is why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's probably a group of five school. Could be. Could be. Could be. Uh, could be Wallace Wade. <laughs> that's very accurate. Could be. Pre uh, renovation in Durham. Yeah. So I like it. Um, Another good example of songs that I'm a sucker for uh, telling stories from a different perspective, especially the female perspective. So good first song from her that I've heard. Yeah. But she also, what did you say earlier? Oh, she does murder. Oh, Holy Night. That's one of the most difficult songs to sing. And when I went to her page, it was like the first one on the list. And I was like, okay, let's see what she's got. And she does a phenomenal job. So. You know, she's got some serious vocal talent. She can know that song. That's a hard song to do, man. Yeah, pre-recording, Kyle said, oh, he was like, oh, dude, she totally killed a holy night. It was awesome. Me and Andy just started dying laughing. We were like, we did not expect you to say that. Well, like, 
I don't like a lot. Of, we all agree that we none of us like Christmas music, but I do Not like all, no. some of the more religious Christmas songs. They're they're no. I'm a big fan. I'm not a big fan of oh, like Drummer Boy or Jingle Bells, but you know, some of them are yeah. fine. A whole nice beautiful song. Andy, what'd you think about this one? I love the way it sounds. I like I I like the different perspective, but for me, this is probably more just about me than it was a little bit too much football, not enough story for, for my taste. If that makes sense. I get what you're saying. I mean, would you have liked it better? And I'm, I ask this earnestly. Yeah, if someone did a song like this, but it's about NASCAR. No. <laughs> I, actually, I would probably actually like it less. <laughs> so let's kind of open that up before we get into the, the three new Wildland tracks. Like, this has been a trend lately um, with, like, mm-hmm. the college football, uh, country music kind of marriage here. Like, how did, what are y'all's general feelings on it? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Are you do you like it for what, how it's been? But you're kind of ready for it to. What do we out? think? What do we think the correlation between all of these new songs and Tennessee being good? They do all seem to be about Tennessee. Tennessee, well, for the most part, hasn't been hasn't been great in twenty years. No. So and I guess now they were pretty good this year, but it ain't quite feeling like yeah. '98 like they all thought. Right. I just find that correlation very striking. Yeah. It, it, and see, or, uh, I forget the guy's name now. I said it earlier, but the guy that uh, put out Orange and White, he he's a Tennessee fan, I believe. You know, obviously Morgan Wallen, who we're going to talk about his mm-hmm. college football song here in a second. He's a Tennessee fan. Megan Maroney, interestingly enough, you know, Georgia fan, but lives in Tennessee. And the rumors are that the song – is about Morgan Wallen and the rumors are that they're dating. Don't know if that's true. We're not really the gossip corner on this podcast, but Attaboy. that's what I keep. That's what I keep hearing on the, uh, but, but if that's true, good for him. boy. Why selection? <laughs> I would say I am probably about over this trend. That's, well, that seems Andy to be how the trends kind of go. America and he hates football. I know Andy's like if it isn't a, a finance podcast, I'm out. It's also not. I mean, it's also not necessarily my my lane. I'm, I'm a story guy type. You know, I like um, more sophisticated songs. <laughs> uh, so I think, like I said, I think there's a trend with Tennessee being good, especially being really good up to about three weeks ago. Yeah, um, and. I think they're getting fairly close to doing too much. I, I'm with you on that. I, I like it overall. I like I it too. overall. I but just let's do a different let's do a different school. I mean Riley Green does it a lot with the orange and blue and Yeah. He, uh, but see Riley Green can't decide if he wants to reference Auburn or Alabama. Yeah. He does And I don't know how I feel that. about that. Yeah, I mean, pick a side. I like to know which one he's. I like to know which one he he what side of the always on. Is it roll tide or is it war damn eagle? Yeah, you got to pick one. I hate yeah. people that that skirt the middle. Pick like, a side. I bro. would I would get really mad if Scotty McCreary was out there singing about Tar Heels. Yeah, Riley typically only references Tuscaloosa in that aspect, there doesn't he? 
No, it wasn't well, Georgia. In, in Georgia time. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia time. Yeah. She said, uh, uh, I, I'm a Roll Tide fan. He go, or she's a Roll Tide fan, and I bleed orange and blue. I say, but when he references uh, Alabama, doesn't he only refer to Tuscaloosa? Like, uh, well, he's referenced in, Alabama more than he's referenced Alabama more than Auburn. Yes. Well, this may be my my point would have been in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa is a fun word to say. Mm-hmm. If I was going to write songs, I'd say Tuscaloosa. <laughs> it's a fun word to say. Maybe he just likes saying the word. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it is a town. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's if that's maybe that's it. I don't know. You can't tell me that's not a fun word. You know what? We need to get Riley on the show so we can get down to the bottom of this. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Tennessee might be, especially for all these like you know Tennessee natives, people who live in Tennessee, and then yeah. Tennessee being good. I think there's something to that. Um, I I'd like to hear some more teams out of the southeast get shout outs. Yeah, just don't do a song about Mizzou. Nobody cares. I said the South. They're in the SEC. They're in the SEC, but so is gonna, Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in the SEC too. Yeah, that's true. But what would you do if Turnpike did a song about OU and the Red River Raffery? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I'm kind of with you on that. I like it overall. I like because I think it's been different enough, but it seems like everybody's starting to do it now, which kind of leads us into uh, the next. Topic here on the rundown. Morgan Wallen is back with new music. He's released some songs periodically here and there. Um, you know, he thought you should know you proof and uh, and don't thank don't Jesus. And they actually just sent thought you should know to country radio, which I found interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best one of the three. But uh, that he's released uh, prior. Um, and so I'm glad that's going to, to country radio. It's got a music video with it, too, that uh, has his mom in it. And all that, but here he is. But lately, he's releasing new promotional shots. Um, he's released three new songs this past Friday, um, all packaged as like um, it's not. I mean, it's not really an EP. It's just three singles packaged together, called "One Thing at a Time." Um, and it, if you look at the album or the album art for this like package of three songs, it's very similar to like Zach Bryan's yeah. uh, "American thought, Heartbreak." That's the first thing I thought that. too. It's a lot like Zach's, uh, like all his single covers too, like the uh, Highway Boys one with the truck, and then all the mm-hmm. other ones he's done recently. Very similar to that. Yeah, uh, exactly. So I found that interesting, and you know, Zach, obviously, Wallen and Luke Combs, we've said are the two like biggest artists in mainstream country right now. But Zach Bryan's been huge. Like I saw his artist Spotify Raps he posted. He had like. I think uh, a couple billion with a B streams mm-hmm. this year. Like that's insane. I think, I think when we talked about the something in the orange album, I want to, I can't remember exactly, but I want to say it was like the fastest country album to hit 1 billion streams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's absurd. And it was 30 some songs. Mm-hmm. 34 songs. Yeah. So. Well, like at least nine more a few months later. <laughs> yeah. And then they had a five more or wasn't it five more? A couple. Whereas- Two more. Two more, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember what else, yeah. So 40-some yeah. songs in a year. But, uh, but yeah, like, Morgan has, you know, done all these promo shots, released these three new songs all at once, and he's announced a big tour. And I'm, <coughs> I'm wondering if the album is going to be called One Thing at a Time because the, t- the 
the tour is called uh, One Night at a Time or something like that that he's about to to go on. Is doing like a stadium tour. Um, like I, know, I think it's like baseball stadiums and, and then maybe maybe some football stadiums. I didn't look too closely at it, but he's got like you know Ernest and Hardy and Parker McCollum, depending on the date, by being the Bailey openers. Bailey Zimmerman's the other one. Bailey Zimmerman too. Um, so like that's an interesting lineup. Uh, but I guess let's start with Tennessee fan because it's kind of tying into what we were just talking about college football, country music songs. Um, so Tennessee fan Morgan Wallen. All right, so here's his college football country music song. Where are y'all's initial thoughts on this one? I like this song. Yeah. But I uh, I, I don't think this would have worked as well had it not been Morgan Wallen doing it. I think the aspect of the fuck you, Bama, I took your girl thing really only works as well when you have Morgan Wallen, you know, when he – uh went and scored all them points down in Alabama a couple of years ago. Yeah, and he had his yeah. uh, appearance on Saturday Night Live canceled. Yeah, <laughs> when you got that that kind of – it makes it where he kind of pulls that off better than anybody else. I, I like how the the reference – it the song works for the most part aside from the football rivalry as well. It, it can – aside from a couple lines could stand on its own without that. I like how that's done. I like the sound of it. I think he's had this song for a little bit of time now. I see. I was sympathetic to that argument when you first said it, when you released that TikTok after the, they beat Alabama, but I'm now thinking my thought process now is I don't think he did. And I say that because the, and then again, this could make an argument in your favor, though, Andy, actually. I have a theory, so I want to hear yours. He, I know you said he, you thought it was trend riding before, earlier. Well, the the reason I said that I don't think that it – I think that he released it when he did because of, you know, the Tennessee fever that was going on in college football at the time. But in the song, they didn't beat Alabama. Yeah. So maybe – I'm saying, like, on second thought, that might kind of – underscore what you were saying that's one of my points i don't think he would have wrote it the same way had they beat uh if he didn't write it pre them winning the game and Mm -hmm. i believe on his story right after tennessee won that game he posted what sounded like a studio cut of this song i think he had already recorded it oh no it was definitely it was definitely before the uh before that game Mm -hmm. that was never in question i just don't think he was sitting on it for a super long time I'm not going to say a super long time. But I think I this was say, well after the, the Dangerous album cycle and tour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I this song, yeah, my, my conspiracy theory is he had this song wrote in the summer. They recorded it right at the start of football season, knowing that he was going to drop drop it win or lose after the third Saturday in October. Yeah, I, I agree with Kyle on that. I, th- I think this was not necessarily – I think this was he had this wrote before the success of Tennessee Orange by Megan Maroney. I do think that. Yeah, and now, but the, my only argument is 
which I were saying now, I 100% agree with. Andy, when I when you and I and Kyle were talking about this initially, I thought you meant like it was years old, like, no. and he's just been sitting on it. I actually uh, agree he, with what you're saying here because when he I, first posted the uh, clip without context, I could have said it was year, when you didn't know what the whole song was about. Yeah, that he was just waiting for Tennessee to beat Alabama. He had it recorded. Whenever they won, it was going to come out. But now knowing the context. But that that definitely lines up with what my thought process was and is, and I 100% agree with what you two just said, because these songs, they don't just write these songs and then immediately record them and release them. Most people don't do that, especially if you're on a major label. Like A lot of times these songs are six months, a year old. Got to hit the marketing cycle. And then then it's like they they'll, it'll be written, and then they sit there for a while before they get cut. I mean, and Tennessee and Alabama played the same week every year third Saturday in October, which is why I think the song was just sitting there probably sometime in August, already recorded, cut. And this marketing table, marketing team and his label, which is like, we're going to drop it after this week. Win, lose, and then or, they won. <laughs> yeah. And then they won. And it, it was even, it worked out even better because they just jumped right into the hype. Yeah. Cause now, didn't the Megan Maroney song drop sometime in October? I believe. I think it was before October. Was it before it, October? It, I, I'll give you a quick uh, look on that. It may have been September September second. Okay, so that's start of football season. That's first weekend of college football. So that kind of makes sense too. Yeah. No, I mean I, I agree with all that. Like now with this song, I think the song is a decent song. Um, I I like the story behind it. You know, taking a uh, one of the girls from the your rival fan base and everything, and then her being a quote unquote Tennessee fan. Um, I, I like that. I think that production wise, it, you know, it's it's middle of the road pop country. It's not too pop. It's not too country in the sense of it being like hardcore rootsy, but it's like it's a it's a it sounds like a radio song. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ain't wrong. Like, and I, yeah, I mean it's it's not gonna it's not upsetting in the sense of like Russell Dickerson, but it's also, it's, it's not super, super like hardcore country either. It's like, it's a radio song. It's fine. I like it's the song. A- I, my only criticism has been, I, I think that, and I don't blame them for this. Cause you know, you got to print cash, right? You have to secure mm-hmm. the bag, but like it, it, it's been a bit of ch- trend chasing as my only like real criticism. It, my thing though, with this song is I think this was done before the trend happened. It just happened to get released after the trend had started. Is my my belief on it? This trend didn't exist until September second when Megan Maroney's song took off. I think, like what Kyle said, I think this song was already a done deal. Well, Tennessee Orange and Orange and White were actually released, I think, a week apart. Orange and White was released before Megan Maroney's song, technically, but they were both released essentially at the same time. I just uh, only reason I. Was, I don't know that it's necessarily trend chasing when you already have the song done before the trend starts. You just well, see, I don't think I don't think this song was just done well in advance before those songs were released. I, I don't buy that because from what I have learned about the songwriting process in Nashville, like these songwriters, a lot of them all know each other and they, they all have, you know, they all write together and everything. So I, I don't think that it was like some like crazy secret that was kept. But you don't know how how successful it's going to be. Like if the trend no. is going to be popular or not, right? So that's why I say it, it's not. It's only a trend if it becomes 
popular and like becomes a thing. So the song would have been done before the trend had actually become a thing. Yeah. If the trend was a flop and the, basically, well, the Megan Maroney's got a good song and you never heard anybody else do it, uh, it would, you wouldn't think it's a trend. It's just another yeah. song like this one. But the fact that it's a trend, <clears throat> it's not his fault that the trend started after he'd already had the song done. Yeah, if it hadn't become a trend, it probably would just be an album cut that wouldn't have gotten any TikToks made about it and everything. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But yeah, overall, solid song. Um, But that's Tennessee fan. All right, let's throw it to the first song in this list of three. You've got one thing at a time. Played the wrong one. Here's one thing at a time. So here's one thing at a time, which these three songs, like, you know, I, I don't know if this is an EP or what it technically is, but this was the one that it was kind of like packaged as sample. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in parentheses. I, I actually, this was my favorite one of the three. Mm-hmm. Now I will tell you that let's go on and get this out of the way. It's not country at all. If I grade it as a country song, I mean, obviously it has to get a bad grade because it's not country. Now the next question I have is the song good. I like this song a lot. Here's why I like it. It's very 80s inspired. It's very indie pop. Um, it's the type of pop music that's organic pop music. They actually have instruments playing the pop music and mixed with the synthesizers. It's very 80s inspired. It's, it reminds me very much of Sob Rock, John Mayer. Um, so like I immediately vibed with this. Um, I think the songwriting is pretty good on it too. Um, just, you know, if you want me to to let let you go and to, to get past you, I, I've got to quit. I can only quit one thing at a time. So I'm going to keep doing the boozing and the, the nicotine. <laughs> he's talking about the the um that one little uh, part of in the verse where he was like with the kiss me and the whiskey and the grizzly. Like like I I like the way that was all the that was uh, paired up. Too. Yeah, I like the way that that was all paired up. It, it kind of caught your ear, but mm-hmm. I really did like this a lot. Like if someone's going to do pop music. This is the kind of pop music I tend to lean towards. It's more of like that or, more organic style of pop that, and if you listen to like some of the indie pop people, uh, this is kind of more along the lines of what they do. It's not like Dua Lipa. Um, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. Uh, this is a chick song. Well, I don't, it's pop. <laughs> yeah, it's a chick song. This is one that he wrote or wrote, or I don't know if he wrote it. This is one he recorded to melt the girl's heart at his concert. Uh, it has that kind of vibe to it. I'm not a fan of synthesized, synthesized instruments. I know you are a big John Mayer fan. The song would be a lot better if it did. I didn't, if it didn't really have the synthesized instruments in it's the very, background. It's very eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to be too harsh on it. It's a fine song, but it ain't really for me. Yeah, and like I said, it's not country at all. So like, if we grade it as no. a country song, it, it's going to get a thumbs down as a country song. But uh, now, Andy, where you're, where you, oh, go ahead, Kyle. This is like one of those songs that I think Morgan Wallen's one of the few people that can get away with it. If yeah. Florida Georgia Line did this song, 
they get roasted. Now, the the interesting thing is, I don't think Florida Georgia Line could pull this song off because of I don't mean as as of us like it. I mean this type of song it is. When Florida Georgia Line did their pop stuff, it tended to be more hip hop influenced. Right. I don't think that they could. Uh, pull they were off just it, kind of an they, 80s synthy with their like pop well, song. Their group of artists, like a. I 100% could see Thomas Rhett doing the song. Yes, I could see Thomas Rhett. And me being annoyed as hell that he did it. <laughs> it's not cr- really unlike um, Make Me Wanna. Yeah. And I just you know, and I get annoyed because he's too talented to do this. Morgan Wallen's one of the people that probably could get away with it. I'm interested to see if this is going to be end up being the title track because I only say that because the last album, God, I hope not. Dangerous was the title track and dangerous was not that different sounding from this song. Yeah. It was one of the more pop moments yeah. on that double album. So I, like, I don't know if there's a connection there, if that's going to be kind of what it goes, but Andy, I'm curious what your thoughts are. I was curious what both of you were going to think about it because my co-hosts on miserable and reckless, two of them who are 10 years older than us, <laughs> roughly, you know, they, they both liked it because it was eighties inspired. Um, mm. But some of that is because, you know, they like more of that kind of eighties synth, a heavy pop music um, from when they were, you know, it kind of bled into the early nineties from when they were little kids, but I was curious about with our age group. What did you guys think? I like it. I, I really do like, I like this song a lot. I don't know if I like the, the instrumentation as much as, as much as I weigh, like the way that he sings with this type of music. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way he sings, like in the chorus and all that. I like when he does that. So, I guess that that type of singing works with this instrumentation, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, like the, when he gets into the chorus, like the very beginning of the chorus, when he's like, "Well, I could burn the bar down," like yeah, that. I, I like yeah. the way he sings like that. So I, I like that. It's a it's a good fun song. I mean, I wasn't it is I wasn't expecting Zach Bryan or Evan Felker. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a good fun now, song. What what I, I found like interesting grizzly in it too. I don't. I know. do too. Like I, I kind of was like, oh hell yeah! It's been a many many years since I bought anything grizzly products. Yeah, I know. But so I was I just like, oh the yeah. Coupon. They still send me the coupons, and <laughs> yeah. so I still I like it when it's in there. We miss you, Andy. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Andy, one thing that's funny about this, it's not a happy song in theme, but it's eh, upbeat it on and how it's you have fun. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I guess talking about the words too. I thought the words well, are kind of fun. Well, the words, if you, <laughs> I guess Andy's like, tell me just get you, fucked up all the time. Woo! <laughs> you, you tell me from the, if you're, if any of us under the age of 25, you can't tell me that doesn't sound like a good time. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, this is what tell we me did. That's not a, tell me he's not about to go have fun. That is all we did when we were 25. Minus tell the amphetamines. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was no, never like, meth amphetamine <laughs> for the record. Maybe some of that Addy. Uh, <laughs> uh, allegedly, perhaps. Yeah. Never have touched the stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you say it's fire, Andy. Is that what you said? No, I said that was bile, not Kyle. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's your evil twin bio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you said it's fire. <laughs> Andy was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Andy said, you guys quit Adderall? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, Andy, I hear you. I hear you, and I agree with you. 
what I'm saying is there's a level of of sadness and a level of self-loathing underneath that party front is what I like what this song kind of is about though. It's like, I've got to have these things because if you're going to be like, peace out, like I don't want to be with you anymore, then I'm not quitting this yet because we're about to go out, you know, and burn the bar down. There is a, another level of kind of like sadness there, but it's not to get rid of everything. Kind of he loves. Exactly. Can't quit everything at once. It's like Andy, what was it that episode of Robin Big? Where it's like, you know, it's like if you're gonna uh, if you're smoking crack, just smoke half smoke of half it. Half of it. <laughs> R.I.P. Big Black. That's right. Uh, but no, there's one thing at a time. And let's do the third and final song that uh, Morgan Wallen released that I started to play a second ago because I clicked the wrong button. But um here is Days at NY. All right. What were y'all thoughts on that one? It's just good while. Agree. Now, um, I couldn't find it, but didn't we not cover a, a song? A yeah, it was ago? Derek There's... Austin featuring Josh Thompson of the same title. Different song, though. Okay. Yeah. And I I couldn't remember who sang it. And I was like, did he cover this? And then I heard it. I was like, no, no, different song. But okay. Yeah, that's what it was. I couldn't remember who it was. Um. Song's a banger. It's just good wilding. Want more of this? This is not probably actually my least favorite sounding song. I think this is the best written song. I, I said not expecting Zach Bryan or Evan Felker here, but I I like some of the things he did here. I don't know who wrote it, but whoever wrote it, I like the been playing twenty questions with twenty four cans twenty four seven till I understand. I like that. And I like the way how he saved like the the why part for the second verse of the song. I, I like the nights that start with whiskey and days that end in why, and then the second verse is all of the whys. I, I like the structuring of how that was done. It's it's clever enough. Like I said, I wasn't expecting Zach Bryan, Evan Felker. It's, it's clever enough. It's good. Yeah, this was written by John Byron, Driver Williams, and Raleigh, North Carolina native, and a guy who's our age. A couple of my buddies know this guy, uh, Blake Pendergrass. Blake Pendergrass was one of the ones that wrote 865, uh, mm. which originally was 919 when they wrote it. Um, but, no, Andy, I'm right there with you on what both of you guys said. Um, Kyle, this is good Wallen. This is when Wallen is uh, a little bit more rootsy, a little bit more country. This is the countryer song of the three. Um, uh, Andy, to your point, is I think that in you know, especially like we're you we're not expecting Zach Bryan or Evan Felker, and when we're talking about like a lot of the mainstream songs, but this was a well written song, and I think this is a good song. I love, I loved it when Derek Austin and Josh Thompson's duet they did Days at End and Why, uh, like you know, there, there's that old saying, you know, oh, when am I going to quit drinking this Bud Light? Um, never. It's gonna I'm gonna have it in every day that ends and why. Shit like that, because, you know, Monday ends and why, Tuesday ends and why, you get it, ha-ha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this one's like Days That End and Why, W-H-Y. It's a good, catchy, kind of like, you know, double entendre for a mainstream country song. I, I appreciate that. I like this. Um, with the, the, it, it's 
sad in theme and sad in sound. Uh, and I like sad music. Uh, so uh, this was one that I, I, I really like this one a lot too. Um, I, so one thing I wanted to get all of us to do is since we got these, let's rank each of us rank starting at three, going to one, uh, where we kind of like had these three songs by Morgan Wallen. So, uh, Kyle, if you want to go first, start at three, go to one. Uh, one thing at a time, Tennessee fan, and they used it in the NY. Andy? I am going to go with Tennessee fan, one thing at a time, Days at NY. So for me, Tennessee fan, number three, Days at NY, number two, and uh, and one thing at a time, number one. Um, so the order on the EP. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I liked all three. For different reasons, mm-hmm. I think that overall, as a country song, "Days and End of Why" works the best. Is um, it's it's still you know a mainstream song, but it's definitely the countryest of the three. Um, I think they're all three solid songs. So I'm interested to see. I want to hear more "Days and End of Why" unless you proof. Agreed. Yeah, but I understand it's a business, and Trucker Andy, Kyle, and Logan ain't the ones that. Or uh, buying all his tickets and buying oh, no, all his merch. We can't gotta, get them. You gotta <laughs> make it for the fangirls. Same girls that pay $7 million to go see Taylor Swift are the ones buying all his tickets. Dude, I ain't. Look, it's the same thing with Parker. Like, we posted that TikTok of like a Parker performance. I ain't gonna elaborate on the air, but I don't wanna ever hear anything about when girls say the guys are disgusting. The comments have been popping off, and there's a, like 200 comments on there over the weekend. And some of these girls ought to be ashamed of themselves. Some of the stuff they're writing on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's not surprising. <laughs> so I'm, I they're, and they're imagine. tagging all their friends in it, and they're all like saying anything from very nice, sweet things to sometimes some of these girls need to need Old to rethink what X- they're putting X- on the internet. X-rated. <laughs> yeah, they're walking right mm. up to that X-rated line. Mm. This one girl, mm. this one Y'all wasn't X-rated, Jesus. but it was funny. This one girl said, "He could run me over with a semi truck, and I'd peel myself off off the asphalt and say thank you." <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Andy, is she talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was Andy's burner account. <laughs> Parker has a truck. You might not want to be saying stuff like that. His picture's on the side of it. <laughs> uh, but anyways, if you listen to this on Spotify, be sure to check out the description on that. Leave us a comment uh, and or a up to one minute voicemail. The link's in there on that. We'd like to know uh, which songs of these you liked, which ones you didn't like. What are your thoughts on the the new Morgan Wallen stuff, uh, the new Parker song, the new Grace Tyler song. Um, be sure to give us five stars and a great review. Share the podcast with your friends. Uh, click subscribe and be sure to give us uh, a check. A check out the website, countrycolcans.com. Uh, 20% off site wide on all T-shirts, hats, koozies, what have you, all on the website till December 15th. So don't miss out on that. All right, for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle, and we'll see you next time. Take care, guys.